This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC and some other stuff. And I'm just so, so tired, Brandon. We're your host for mornings on 1077 and I'm Gregor. I keep the same hours as Golden Gardens during the summer. I oh. sleep from 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. You, you, you close at dusk? <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> that is dusk in the summer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> anyway, he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at Lumen Field. He's sexy skanking Brandon. I, and I was expecting you to say that I do this for free, but guess what? I do it for less money than most of the Sounders players are currently making. <laughs> we'll get to that next on the yeah. Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast. Uh, a couple things. One, you made reference to another podcast that we do. It's Gregor's Nerd Talk Plus. You should search for it in the podcast provider of your choice. I'm about to upload an episode featuring Brandon Griffith from... No. Um, but to, uh, he, Brandon is on it, but also Neil deGrasse Tyson, a... Um, scientist who talks about astrophysics and makes it into terms that you and I can maybe understand, maybe. Yeah, but he doesn't know about birds. Yeah. I had a I the one question I left off that I wanted to ask him about was why is gravity so hard to understand? Because yeah. I really wanted him to make it easier to understand, but he, I didn't. He got mad at me, and I I stopped. So. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, do us a quick solid. Click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us that big rating. Definitely five stars. Gosh, it feels like it's been so long since we've we should done actually that. check that. Yeah. Uh, but primarily, you can leave us a comment. We want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player making one new who from. <laughs> Your favorite ever Sounders FC player that you're richer than. <laughs> From Obed Vargas to Ethan Doubler. <laughs> this week, the peak performance Sounders FC take on the Colorado Red Pids. <laughs> yeah, there's I, something, I think there's something about the word rapid where like anything that you, anything that you, if you end any word with pid, it just sounds bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about how they wore, they're all 
kit is white and green. I thought that was really weird. I thought I was watching the Timbers, but then also oh, yeah. how they don't have a freaking name on their jersey right. or a sponsor. Yeah. How do they still not have a kit sponsor? Are they just asking for like ridiculous? Like they're they're like ten new who's if you want to sponsor this <laughs> shirt. They just like literally please anybody. Anybody like just we I get it I get it right like why you wouldn't have a sponsor is if uh if just nobody is willing to put up the kind of money that would make it worth to give them that kind of advertising yeah and I think it's interesting that in this day and age um where we're so used to on specifically on soccer teams or if you watch like professional uh you know Super. car racing and anything like that like you're so used to seeing advertisements on the kits and on the the uniforms and things like that of all of these different athletes that when you don't see it you're almost like uh that looks weird that looks empty it looks like there should be something there it actually looks kind of amateur yeah exactly it's It's so um, but it's at the same time it's like but we're so used to watching every other sport where you know in in like professional american football they put the numbers are on the front right or in baseball most of the time you just have like the team's logo across the front where i feel like if you were to do that like if if the sounders kit just said sounders across the front of it it would look weird or if they just did a, like a massive orca punching no. through the air like it no, would no, look no. weird you do it you do it in zulily font still oh of course yeah <laughs> yeah I, so it I, looks normal. It's just funny. It's like I always, I always catch myself being like, "Oh, that looks weird." But then it's like, would I rather An all of the teams have a blank kit and nobody have the sponsor, or would I rather Colorado just get a sponsor so that they look normal? You know, I'm surprised the league doesn't force one on them. Like one yeah. of their MLMs, they're not like you have to put an MLM on your shirt if you're not going to have your own. Um, I think that there's something to be said though for having. I know you got the crest, but I yeah. think that maybe there could be a requirement that you got to run something there sure. across from nip to nip. You got to have like it should say. <laughs> yeah, it's, or it's like the that. nip. To, it's the nip to nip clause. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the nip to nip clause. Uh, perfect. It's well. It's like um, so the Sounders haven't done. I mean, well, that, I was about to say haven't done that much crazy stuff with their kits, but like the, I think if you took the the um, if you took the the logo of the of the Zulily from the front of the Jimi Hendrix kits, right? It would yeah. just look like an esports jersey, you know, <laughs> like just the the crazy pattern that looks like you ordered it on Wish or you yeah. know some crazy crappy, uh, I don't know, or you or you ordered it on Zulily, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the uh, the Pride shirts, the warm up shirts that they're yeah, gonna have for yeah, Pride? Yeah. It- that's kind of what it looks like, actually. Yeah. It looks like it's like that. That those are awesome. I think they well, look rad. So I think like think about a team like LA Galaxy, which even though they're not doing it this I'd year, I'd rather not. Yeah, I know they have uh th- like a, a historic uh you know mark of their kits is the the blue sash across mm, the front. Yeah, love right? it. And and like without a sponsor, that still looks pretty sweet. Or we talked a few weeks ago, and we should get to this because we haven't <laughs> recorded upon this podcast in forever. Uh, but the fact that like the Pumas old jerseys uh, mm. were sweet because it was just their crest, which is sweet, but massive on the front of their kit. Yeah. You know? Or like uh, some of the national team kits these days can get really creative with what they're doing in the middle because the national team kits don't have sponsors. Right. So uh, it would be I think that it would open up a lot more maybe design options for teams, for clubs, if they didn't have to worry about what color font of which sponsor was going to fit on the front. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, it was, the, it was the only downside to those New Mexico United with the meow wolf meow on wolf, it, because yeah. like they're badass, bl- like bumblebee looking jerseys, the yellow and black. But then you have this, like, looks like a paint kit threw up all over the front of the shirt. Right. Like it doesn't didn't really go. It was still badass. Yeah, it's like, still cool. It, yeah. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, you kind of run that problem out of town a little right. bit. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, you bring up a good point. We should talk about the um, the biggest game of the last several weeks for Seattle Sounders FC: a two nil yeah. loss to Dallas on yeah. the road. <laughs> I was gonna say what he'll win the Houston Dynamo, but yeah, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked since Seattle won the Champions League. The cup of Com- Concacaf Cup has been raised and filled with light beer in the locker room <laughs> at. Lumen Field. And poured over 16-year-old Obed Vargas. <laughs> yeah, was he crushing beers in there? Is that a problem? Uh, I think that, like, uh, maybe it's, like, one of those things where if you claim, what is it? Um, Chad Marshall was there. That's what it is. His yeah. dad said it was fine. Yeah, yeah. And I think that as long as the, the police come over and Chad Marshall opens the door and he says, no, it was okay. it was cool. You know, and they're like, sir, are you Jordan Morris? Because he was wearing the Jordan Morris jersey the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Did they show him crushing the beers on TV? Uh... Oh, I, I don't, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. They showed Cause him, he did the scarves up scarf and then he took his beer just, and pounded it yeah. and they didn't get it on TV so, or on the, in the, you know, in, in the stadium. stadium. Yeah, yeah. So he crushed another one. Yeah. He's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You need me to, you need me to get this angle, get this angle on it. So one of the weird parts, this is like a weird brag, but one of the weird parts about the seats that we have for Sounders matches is they're right in the front row, right by the tunnel. And so anyone that goes walking along in front of ECS there, they get to us first. And I don't remember how it went down, but I was like, that's some badass chugging Chad. And he turned around and he's like, you don't, effectively, he's like, you don't look like this, uh, you know, <laughs> for nothing or something like that. <laughs> certainly not in his peak performance shape, but also looking good, I Chad feel, Marshall. I feel like there's, at this point in my Sounders fandom, mm. I have seen so many different players and former players crush beers <laughs> that I would like love to see at this point, and as annoying as I find him, Casey Keller who was pouring everybody beer before uh, a Timbers match a long time. There was a match that was like the, it was that it was the, it's the match that inspired the nightfall kit. It was the the same night as the world yeah. cup final that they showed down. That's why uh, we yelled in, at Steve Clark, right? Yeah. No, 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 that was, <laughs> that was a different one. I always yell at Steve Clark though. Um, I'm always, but, you know, whether or not he can hear me. The uh, one though, where he did hear you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Casey Keller was pouring everybody beers and then he yelled F the Timbers and then, and then drank a beer. Then you've got Marcus Hanneman. Maybe it's oh, just, yeah. Sounders goalkeeper thing. Uh, Marcus Classic Hanneman anime. going over to the the sideline during a U.S. Open Cup match, chugging a beer there. Now you've got Chad Marshall chugging a couple of beers. Yeah. Like at this point, I'm sure Zach Scott is somewhere always chugging a beer. Roger Levesque looks like he's probably never touched anything that wasn't a expensive glass of white wine. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him at a coffee shop. Oh, that served white wine though. Oh, mm. there you go. Yeah, mm. that's, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's just get like a massive game of flip cup between all of these old white men that used to play for the Sounders. <laughs> I've seen uh I've had a beer with Taylor Graham before, so there you go. Yeah. He'll, he'll drink a beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he sent me an email. I gotta get back to him. Oh. All right. Anyway, that's Brag. beside the point. Uh <laughs> it's funny because, you know, with two busy lives and kids and everything like that, we haven't had a chance to talk about the fortune of the Sounders turning and them finally accomplishing the thing that no other MLS club has been able to do, which is win the Champions League. If you went like the Champions League in UEFA, it, it features Liverpool and Real. Wait, no, and Real Madrid uh, is it Real? Yeah, or is it Atletico. The, the, no, Real Madrid beat Man City to that's go right. to the final. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's those are you know those are two of the biggest names in world soccer are playing for their 
Champions League. And it, I guess some people probably don't know this, but like these different regions are trying to create they're the same reasons that the national teams compete in to try and make the World Cup and whatnot. And so CONCACAF and Coma Ball and UEFA and all these um, different different leagues are each now producing the, on the domestic level or the club level. They also have a lot of them have a championship that you can win. And so this is kind of the highest honor. Now, that being said, at the time of the final, the second leg, Seattle Sounders were like 11th in the West and Pumas were either 10th or 11th in the Klausera yeah. in their league of 18. So it wasn't like either team was like the top team in their um, in their league that was playing for it. But when you qualified, they were, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. it's like... it's I, I don't know. I think that... Um, like Liverpool's going for the quadruple, right? I don't know if yeah, they're still yeah. able to do that. I, they are. They are still able to. I think something that's... That the quadruple I, being the... Um, FA Cup or the the League Cup, the Champions League, and then winning the the Premier League. So all four yeah. major trophies available to them, um, and then the Club World Cup. But they have to get through the Seattle Sounders in order yeah, to do that. Out of the way, yeah. Um, the the only thing, although I don't know if they won the Community Shield, <laughs> I don't think that counts towards the quadruple, yeah, the quintuple. <laughs> uh, so the thing is, is like the Sounders. Uh, Garth Lagerway, when he came on as the as the Sounders general manager and president supreme of uh, the cheesy gordita supreme of <laughs> soccer at at the Sounders, he said he's like, look, I my goal is during these international window breaks when MLS decides to keep playing or whatever, and um, instead of having friendlies against you know. Uh, uh, Premier League Chelsea, sides yeah. or against uh, German sides or, or whoever, instead of having these friendlies against Club America or whoever it might be, I want to be playing real competitive games. And when or we resting. Play, when we, <laughs> yeah, or resting. But when we play against Club America, I want it to be for something. I want it to be in, like, this is, you know, Garth Logway basically said, like, we need to be playing in matches that mean something and not playing in meaningless friendlies. And in I don't know how many years it's been since he's come on as the general manager and and uh, supreme leader, he has taken the Sounders to that point where they are now playing matches that always matter, uh, mm. winning the Cup of Concacaf Cup, and and qualifying for the you know the Club World Cup, which is a joke, right? I mean, like. People will make jokes about it. Chelsea is the current holders of the Club World Cup, right? Because they won the Champions League last year and then went and played in the Club World Cup. And so you you take the best, the, these Champions League winners from all of these other regions yeah. and put them in a, in a kind of a mini tournament. The champion of the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, it's supposed to be the best club on the planet, right? Because you were the best club in your region. You went and played all the other best clubs in the regions and then you won that, right? Um, it's a bit of a joke because I think it's it kind of is like a little friendly tournament. Nobody really takes it that seriously because i think they played some team from saudi arabia in the final right but i mean the fact that the sounders have like gotten to where garth lagerway said that they wanted to go on the roster where they're not even the top five spending teams in the league and uh and they're able to do it who cares if they i mean yeah like you wish maybe they would have beat the biggest club in mexico instead of pumas or you know for i guess for pumas they're getting to play against one of the biggest clubs in the united states one of the most successful historic uh yes, certainly clubs. the one that has got the current pedigree right absolutely and so like to be able to go through that team uh and you, you know who cares if pumas is 11th or the sounders are 11th as of now like Last year, with the team that they had pulling together the seasons that they had, you were still competing 
uh, for a trophy that nobody else qualified for. You know what I mean? Like other people qualified for, but nobody else made it that far to compete in it. So like, uh, it's not the MLS's back cup. You know, it's it's like a real <laughs> big trophy that no MLS team has ever won. We it's don't not the league's cup. It. It's not the league's cup. Yeah, that you have to be just bad enough to qualify for. <laughs> I don't know. We, I mean, I feel like weeks later is probably not relevant to talk about anymore. But like, it's I don't know. It's a I huge, don't give a crap. I yeah, haven't talked to you about deal. it, so yeah, like, know, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's um. Well, it's we, exciting. It's exciting to be done with it, also. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, we talked about this a lot a couple seasons ago. But like, I'm all for the what the NWSL is doing and playing a start of the season tournament where you just get everything back up and running, tournament style, and have a little fun with it. We kind of got to see that happen with our team playing in this big tournament, yeah. and they won it, and it's a big freaking deal, and it's. It's kind of a cool way to start the season is with that. And now, you know, what, 11 games in, mm-hmm. Sounders are awful on the charts. But all you got to do is string together a handful of wins and suddenly things well, start coming back. It's it's funny because, like, they they put all of their focus and all of their attention into this match uh, in order to, in order to, or into that tournament, in order to yeah. be the first American team to win the tournament. Um, and... They so they throw all of their energy into that. Of course, they're dropping points everywhere, and then they're too drunk to do anything against <laughs> Dallas as they're uh, you know after the the first. You ever match seen Happy Gilmore? Winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know when he gets the caddy from out out in the just like the the scruffy guy out in the parking lot. Yeah. It feels like that's what they did for that match against yeah. FC Dallas. Just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, do you know what a soccer ball is? And the guy's like, yeah, <laughs> I do. Okay, we're signing you to a one day deal here, and you can yeah. come on out and. Yeah, it, well, it, it kind of did feel like, and then, but then you get to see like this t- same team uh, that goes out and starts against Pumas in the final, minus Joe Paulo, uh, because of his awful injury. But you get to see basically the strongest Sounders eleven go into Houston and play, you know, not great, but win a game and like, you know, start to pick up some momentum where they're not splitting their time and attention between multiple tournaments. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that Sounders are now bounced from the Open Cup. Um, but like the, the fact that they are able to come in with this strong team and actually put all of their effort into this, like the Sounders still have two matches in hand on every single other team in the, in our conference because and one had, of them's against Vancouver and the other one's against Colorado, which we'll talk about here shortly. Who's coming in with two red cards. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's exciting time to be a Sounders fan. We're right as the rest of the country starting to warm up. You saw that last night. In Houston, like I, the games where everyone just looks this uncomfortable color of pink, mm-hmm. like a bratwurst that's been on the, that's just gotten on the grill. Like, I, man, nothing makes me happy that I am a fat piece of <laughs> more than <laughs> seeing that because I'm like that looks uncomfortable. But just as it starts to get nice here, the team can finally now kind of start putting together a campaign. That is gonna. You made a point there that losing Joao is a big deal for this squad and they talked to uh, uh Rusnak after the um, after the match last night and just about how you just got to move on with that and go and he's going to have to step up and other people are going to have to do things and the kids like the Obed Vargas and stuff is going to be a deal and, yeah. um yeah it's it's just an exciting time now with a big big win under your belt that the rest of the league doesn't give a crap about unless you're one of the fans from another team that tweet from the people being like uh, how insufferable the Sounders are I'm like just because they like consistently pull off, it's my team, so it's yeah. like it's hard for me to understand it. But like, 
there are teams that are way grosser that have way bigger profiles and do way less for the community and they're just like so unaware and you're just jealous you loser yeah it's yeah it's the sounders are they they walk the walk uh and they they actually do what they say they're set out they're going to do like they they aren't one of these teams that says you know oh we have these aspirations to do this that and the other and win trophies but then they don't put the money behind it the sounders do put the money behind it they go and win those trophies they not on top of that they like I don't think that they're just doing fan service when they go out and build these community parks or they say that they, you know, support uh, uh, racial justice or things like that. Like they go out there and put their money where their mouth is uh, yeah. and then and they win trophies at the same time. It's like, yeah, I it would be insufferable if your team wasn't the Sounders and your team wasn't able to do the things that you wish that they could. Like imagine never having the aspiration or even like the thought that your team might be able to do something. Imagine you know if you I mean? live in freaking Frisco, Texas to sure. play soccer in 99% humidity and yeah. 105 degrees for two months at a time. Yeah. Like what? And then and then listening to two guys like us talk about that this all and like be all up on our high horses about it, that has to be unsufferable. <laughs> I love that you said unsufferable too. So unsufferable, like the fa- <laughs> yeah. You cannot <laughs> suffer us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Are You Richer Than a Soccer Player Man of the Match. You're I I don't know if this is specifically for the Houston match or if this is for all of the matches, but it's the Are You Richer Than a Soccer Player Man of the Match. The Christian rolled on. Are you richer He's than a soccer sure. player? The new Absolutely. hit game show hosted by Jeff Foxworthy Tuesdays at Never. He's been playing out of his goddamn <laughs> mind that Christian rolled on. And um, it's funny that it's you ridiculous. see how big a bump that his brother took there. I don't think we talked about Alex rolled on on the uh, – we'll get to it here. We'll, talk, we'll get to talking about the salaries of everybody. That's the joke, right? Wait, is this going to come before or after? Where should I put this? Before. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to talking about yeah. the specific salaries, but it's pretty crazy to see what a big bump Alex rolled on took this season. He's playing at a much higher level like he is, and he's getting paid a little bit better as a result. But his brother really is the U.S. men's national team, even though he might not be playing European football or whatever, he's like he's such a smart, consistent, and like pretty clean player out there. He gets tackles made without getting a ton of cards. Mm-hmm. He's a professional player. He makes awesome runs. He's got great passing. Like every week he's in the contention as far as I'm concerned for player of the week. Oh, he scores a ridiculous. Oh my God. I forgot all about that goal where he like, season, he like, like broke my knees scoring yeah. that. That was unbelievable. Yeah. You always, yeah. you always hear about uh quarterbacks dropping back and, and or when they're being rushed and they throw from the back yeah. foot and they make an awesome play. It's like a Russell Wilson specialty. It's either always a touchdown or ninety yard pass or a pick. Like what a but like he had that same thing where there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. way he should be able to generate that kind of whip on a ball drifting away from goal, yeah. that fadeaway jump shot of soccer. There what's his nuts from whatever team that was, Houston? No fucking chance. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Well, not oh, it, yeah. that was uh the, that wasn't Houston. Yeah, it was whatever that was. The one before whoever <laughs> it was. Yeah, Minnesota. Um, what what I found amazing about it is somebody pulled these screenshots of of the goal and like three different uh, phases of the goal. Basically, he's shooting it, 
you got somebody like the people are starting to stand up in the background. All of the players are looking to see where the ball is going in the second frame. And then in the third frame, the ball hasn't even gone in the net yet. And Christian Roldan is turn around uh, celebrating Good the goal. stuff. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Well, there was uh, props to Jeremiah Oshan, who really dropped uh, the most important nugget of the season. This is the thing I wait for the most every single year. It's time to take a look at how many new who's new who makes. <laughs> it's my very favorite thing. Now, this all started back in the day, and I think the numbers are a little different now than they were. But back when the league minimum was about $65,000, it might have actually been switched. It might have been fifty six, But we'll say $65,000. Yeah. New who was playing out of his damn mind for, like, no money. And so we labeled that as, you know, all these other guys are, like, getting paid to be there, like, uh, like um. Kim Kee-hee, when he would yeah. make a mistake, he wasn't getting paid one new who. He was getting paid six new who's or whatever. Yeah. Seven new who's, I guess. And so now, new who is the one that's making six new who's. We got the annual player salaries, which is a piece of information that becomes public every year, which I think is one of the coolest parts about this league, is that there has to be that transparency or for the budgeting to work correctly and for anyone to even have a shot at understanding GAM and TAM, which are two different money spending accounts that you could do and your internationals and your designated players and your all that stuff has to be divulged and so we get to find out what kind of salary everyone is on and then get real mad or stoked about it um so yeah a look at that for this year it looks like the league minimum this year is sixty five thousand five hundred dollars and we've got four dudes playing on that minimum and one guy making an extra 220 Sissoko is making an extra $1,024 or whatever it is. I don't know what that clause is, but <laughs> do they have to like buy a, a plane ticket to somewhere for him? Or yeah. Like that? Or, but yeah, you got, you got a team of names that we're seeing get some playing time. Like I had no idea that Reagan was a league minimum guy. Yeah. He was out there killing. He's the defender of the year from Michigan and came to join the Sounders. I thought you'd put him on at least a more than the minimum salary, but he's 
he's really paid off as well. Well, I mean, he's making more than I was my first job out of college. So hey, there was there was a match that I watched recently, and uh, you had a tweet about it from Full Ninety Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can find us at Full Ninety Podcast dot com for all of our social media and our sweet OnlyFans between the nips. Um, <laughs> Nip to nip. <laughs> nip to nip. Thank you. Damn it. Sorry. Between between the nips is actually our. It's it's an episode. It's a uh, it's a between two ferns kind of spin off that we do on our OnlyFans. Where we green screen and there's nips on either side and we sit between them. Yeah. It's weird because I don't have a lot of chest hair, so they're really pronounced. It's actually it's just actually a super close up view of our chest, and we like that is the background of googly the... eyes on it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. That's between, yeah. and then we're between it. Yeah. 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 You'd hope that it would be like a pretty ladies if you're a dude. No, no, this, but no, 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 it's ours. That's yeah. why I say, like, I have so few chest hairs that they're very yeah. pronounced. And yeah. I'm Eastern European blood, so there's probably some moles in there you're going to see. Oh, it is, yeah. it's repulsive, just oh. for the record. Okay. Anyway, okay. you had a tweet about this. It was to the effect of, and that's perhaps why we don't see Leo Chu. <laughs> I did not view the game that it came from. I believe it was the Dallas match, yeah. and Leo Chu got the start, but it sounds like he was P.U. Chu. It wasn't great. Uh, I mean, like the the thing about him is he gets into really good positions throughout the match. He was he was running, making the right runs. He was getting into really great positions, but his decision making at the end always was off. And uh, I remember, I think that there's a lot of hype around him because he's quick. He's maybe a uh, somebody who can challenge Jordan Morris for that position. Mm. And uh, Jordan Morris having two ACL tears and, you know, hasn't quite looked up to his old speed since recovering from those things. Um, I think that it's seeing Leo Chu come come into this into this club as a young like Brazilian guy. You're like, OK, man, like this guy's going to come in and, and tear it up. I remember like at the beginning, Garth Lagerway and Brian Schmetzer were kind of like pump the brakes. This guy's young. We want to get him integrated. We want to get him like with the team. So like maybe this is all part of the plan to like help this kid grow into a great player. However, where there's talent, there's usually going to be playing time and maybe the Sounders are seeing some of this decision-making issue that there's that we saw in that match against Dallas and why he's not getting the playing time that we would expect now 2 years into his contract that he would be able to start getting. Is he worth it after that match if we're judging it on one match's performance? Not fair, I understand, but is he an eight new who guy? I I don't know. I mean, like we haven't seen much. Like, look at Brand. I'm going to need a yes or no. It in terms of soccer money, in terms of professional sports, like half a million dollars that Leo Chu is making is is not that much, right? But when you say that that is like the basically the the average, you know, you've got some guys on the team making two point five million dollars, and you guys got you got guys on the team making sixty five thousand dollars, right? Like. Is he is he performing well enough to make the you know a middle of the squad average you know uh, salary? I don't think so. But also we haven't had much to see him do. Like we haven't had there isn't enough data for uh, the, I think the casual viewer to be able to watch and see like is he worth that money? I think the only people that know whether he's worth that money are Brian Schmetzer and Garth Lagerway who get to watch him week in and week out in training and make the decision about whether or not they're going to bring him on. And we barely see him on, so. Right. And so that's where I'm thinking, like, is this a, uh, 
who is the the guy Sacchini? Emmanuel Sacchini was a guy that came into the Sounders. Everybody was stoked about young Argentinian guy, yeah. uh, and he was gone before he was even here. I think like uh, or Magnus Wolf Ikram. Like some guys just don't fit into what the coach has planned for the team. And like and then imagine a, being Brazilian and like the the language gap. And sure. there's like you just don't other than João Paulo, you don't have anyone else to really speak to. And it's yeah. like the transition as a human has got to be really hard too. Wow. I was thinking Ross Fletcher always instilled on me is like these guys coming from other countries right like there you're on your own in a weird right. foreign land and the culture's weird and then all you see is on the news about the police murdering people and you're like whether that's true or not i'm just yeah, saying it's yeah, like yeah. that's the narrative you're seeing it's got to be a tough transition to make sure. though i don't think brazil is much different i don't i don't know well okay. you're, you're going to a new city and all that and like at the end of the day like all i actually paid really close attention to when the sounders won the trophy uh, the Cup of CONCACAF Cup yeah. to the celebrations afterward because I like to see how players, how different players react, right? Uh-huh. And Leo Chu was out there jazzed. Like he was so stoked, running around with the players, jumping up around, hugging, like taking pictures. Like, like compared to the just, guy that he could potentially replace who seemed very miffed the whole yeah, time. At least the beginning. Yeah. Jordan Morris looked like he was real upset about something that whole time up there until yeah, they finally yeah. got to like move around. But like he he's, did not seem in the mood. Yeah, he's a uh, uh he's the mellow Pacific Northwest native who like can't get excited about anything because he's too depressed, right? <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> Welcome but, to this podcast, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Basically he's the third host of this podcast now, I suppose. <laughs> but it's it's giggles. just like to see I mean you can't read that much into that body language, I guess, but like No, of course uh, not. Leo Chu is out there stoked in 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 celebrating. Like that's gonna go on his resume right like won the champions league with uh this out with sounders fc and so yeah uh in the usa yeah and so like that's that's great for him moving forward like maybe things are fine behind the scenes with him and the club and they are just still trying to ease him in into a uh you know and it's also we watched him making those decisions uh, playing with the rest of a weekend squad uh, yeah. with the Sounders. So like maybe if you get him in there with your Rui Diaz's and your Ladero's and, and you know, if he's able to play with Joe Paulo and things like that, maybe you do see a little bit better chemistry and things like that. Uh, but just if, if we were going to base it all off that one Dallas game, half a million dollars, probably not. <laughs> okay. So let's take a look at the, uh, the big names on our, on our chart here and see, tell me if you think that they're, I just want reactions. We don't have to debate it or anything. I want an over or underpaid. Can I say one thing? Stephen Fry and Leo Chu's names are right next to each other on this on this list that I'm looking at. Stephen Fry is making fifty thousand dollars less than Leo Chu, and he is on this like he is a club legend, right? So uh, if you want to, if 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 we're gonna take that, like Stephen Fry is either vastly underpaid or Leo Chu is overpaid, like, and I'm gonna go with the former on that. I. I'm speechless. player of the tournament in the cup of Conca- cup of CONCACAF cup, uh, entire tournament player of the tournament, Stefan Fry. Wow. Making $50,000 less. Yamar Gomez Andrade at 650 K. Okay. Stefan Cleveland makes 150 K backup keeper. I, I mean, I expect that, I guess. Yeah, He's sure. a young kid or whatever. Uh, Kellen Rowe on 275 a year. A 52% increase from the year before where he played every single match for the Sounders. So I would say that that's fair. Yeah, awesome. And he's looked good this season. He's actually looked a lot more predictable and a lot like yeah. uh, whatever problems there are or whatever. I'm like, it really feels like he's a 
big part of the squad. I could see him with the armband on if someone else went out. Does, you know? If tell me if this makes sense to you, uh, or like I, I kind of want to get your your reaction to this. Kellen Rowe is the new Brad Evans. Nah, I'm not there. No, I think I get, like I, I, I get what you mean, like kind of journeyman, um, Seattle beloved, and everything. But there's a certain amount of um, I think that there's a certain amount of charm that Brad Evans has that mm-hmm. is not remanufacturable, and mm-hmm. that I don't I don't know, and I've never had any encounters with Kellen or whatever, but he doesn't have that same. They're both chippy, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. When they're on the, pitch, I, I think but. both of these guys like wear the emotions of the entire team on their on their sleeve, uh, yeah. and and Kellen Rowe is like the Willie Bloom. I think these guys are both the Willie Bloomquist of the Sounders, where they can There's just play reference for everybody. Yeah, every position that, that they're asked to play. Um, so anyway, I, I think, in my opinion, Kellen Rowe fil- fits that bill. Sure. Uh, Rollo Rui Diaz, the star player, not even, I think he's like the 10th or 12th highest paid person in the league or something like that on just under two and a half million, which goes up to three and a quarter next season. Uh, again, pass the ball to Rui Diaz. And... For a number nine, he is a hard freaking worker, man. That guy pulls back and covers yeah. and plays defense and gets cards and stuff. Like, w- what a legend. Freddie Montero took a pretty big leap up this year, up to 110. He had a huge season last year, really clutch for the team. Hasn't And and a good start to this season, even. Well, it played played really well and was important for the early matches in the Cup of CONCACAF Cup, too, when Rui Diaz was out injured. Atencio gets a bump after a good first season as a uh, first-team pro, coming up by 20-something percent or whatever. Danny Leva uh, has, was hurt for a long time, and I haven't seen him get many minutes, so I don't really know how to judge the 110K that he's making. Uh, Double Air at 90,000, okay. Well, both, Paulo- of, both of those guys you're probably going to start to see more minutes out of now that João Paulo is mm-hmm. out for the rest of the season. Joe Paulo on 1.2 this season. He he goes from 1.2 to 1.28 to 1 somehow in the way that his contract is structured. A million dollars a season, not bad. Uh, let's see here. AOC at 100 grand. Ladero, the highest played, uh, paid player on the team, making $2.6 million this season. And boy, has he come to life. Is that an increase this year of almost 20%? So that's a big deal. He's guaranteed $3.2 million. Uh, yeah. at the end of the season so he and Rui Diaz like on pretty um oh I was Comparable, reading that wrong yeah. this whole time yeah sorry that's the guaranteed compensation I wasn't the next season is not right I'm sorry I got that wrong earlier no, sorry. yeah um 3.2 he is if he hits all those marks right Christian rolled on on a eight and eight and change 800,000 and change Madronda doing 200k these all seem pretty fair Jordan yeah. Morris at 1.2 um I don't even know who Andrew Thomas is, the goalkeeper. Reed Baker Whiting on the league minimum. Leo Chu at that 550. I am outraged, and I, I, like I can't even wrap my head around the fact that Stefan Fry gets no respect. I, uh, who who is the highest? Doctor, wa- Doctor Finger Wave makes more money than him, like the the Lord Finger Wavington. Who <laughs> Lord Waggington. Yeah. Jesus. Of Fingerton. <laughs> like Lord Waggington Lord, of Fingerton. <laughs> Fingershire. Lord Waggington of Fingersville. Uh, Fingershire, please. <laughs> yeah, Fingershire, of course. Uh, Lord Waggington of Fingershire. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, uh, a finger pid. <laughs> um what uh 
Yeah, like who's the highest paid? I guess that's that's what I want to know now. Seeing what Stephen Fry is making, like, yeah. is he just is like in the corporate ro- world, right? Like certain, like a, a coordinator. You know, if that's in your job title, if you're a coordinator, you are likely going to make less than a manager. You know, if that's in your job title, like sure. is goalkeeper the coordinator of MLS? Like the guys that just it doesn't matter. Like if you pay. uh you can't pay Stefan Fry a million dollars because that would make him the highest paid goalkeeper in the league and he just doesn't deserve that. Or like what's the like what's the rub there, man? Because like Stefan Fry, club legend, single handedly has saved the Sounders skin multiple times. Yeah. Literally God, literally like, single handedly yeah. done it. Making only half a million dollars, fifty thousand dollars less than Leo Chu, who's done nothing. Uh, making you know less money than Christian Roldan, which I think is fair. Christian Roldan is like a, a massive, a important piece of this squad, but like Stefan Fry is at least as important as Christian Roldan, and that is not a slight on Christian Roldan no. by any means. It's a slight on Stefan Fry, man. That yeah. he's that he's so undercompensated. There's got to be more to it than we know, but that is outrageous. The top ten players in the league. Uh, Jordan Shakiri, I made that big transfer over to Chicago Fire. He plays for seven and a third million. So you're talking about Rui Diaz making a third what uh, what Shakiri makes, and uh, Shakiri's been awesome for Chicago, I guess. That's my understanding. But Josie Altador, I think they're still paying off a contract in the EPL somewhere for that. Carlos Vela making more than Rui Diaz. Like it's that it's crazy that he's not even a top ten player in the league. So. Eloy Room is uh, the Columbus Crew goalkeeper, and he is currently the highest paid uh, keeper in the league on $880,000. So there's got to be something to it, then, is what you're saying. Like, huh? what is, are they, are, are the Sounders single handedly building, like, are they going out to Whidbey Island or whatever island it is? And, and is, <laughs> is Taylor Graham hold, holding a, a hammer and nails and building this house for Stephen Fry himself in order to save him the money or whatever crazy island tax that you have to pay in order to build a house out there? Their community, their community efforts are now somehow building a very artistic looking <laughs> yeah. piece of architecture on Bainbridge right. Island for the community, for the community. <laughs> Yeah, oh, where's the soccer the, field? Where, where'd the Rave Foundation slush fund go? <laughs> <laughs> that's so wild if that's the case, because you know, like we're over here arguing about should he be going to Qatar for the um for the World Cup? Yeah. And like now I'm arguing like should that guy be somehow gifted ten million dollars when he leaves the team, you yeah. know? Like that's yeah. it's unreal to think and i guess based on your one other example your one other piece of evidence that like i guess that's just life of being a goalkeeper do you think like does eloy room have the i don't know who that is exactly that's my (laughs) point like does he have the the pull that a guy like seven does he create a dick joke yeah, yeah. Does he pull? (laughs) Does he have the pull of a (laughs) just like the I don't. I just like if Stephen Fry is in the running, right? Like he's he's at least in in conversation. Yeah. And maybe it's just within Seattle, like the Seattle fans, like circle jerk on Twitter that we're talking about whether or not Stephen Fry should be the third goalkeeper going to uh, the World Cup, or even you know the second goalkeeper Who's number going one? to the World Cup. Uh, uh, what's uh, Zach his name Steffen. for Man City? Yeah, Zach Steffen. And, and then, then you've got Sean Johnson. No, it's uh uh. Either him or the guy that used to play at Schalke, and then Ethan Horvath. Okay. 
Uh, and then, I don't know, there's a few guys in Europe. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like sitting on the bench in Europe. Is that better than what Stefan Fry is doing in, in Seattle, getting active minutes every, every, like, every single match and, like, winning player of the tournament in the largest competition in the in the hemisphere? Yeah, I don't know. Well, not in the hemisphere. <laughs> in, in the, the region. In the region, in the hemis, in the no, 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 the UEFA is in the hemisphere, bro. Uh, what's the what is what? What about when you split it like this? Oh it? yeah, I got you that way. That hemisphere, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we the Western is hemisphere? Split? Is but the isn't the Western hemisphere include Europe? No, I think it's like split. Uh, oh Europe my god, is, to the to the Google. <laughs> this is for our other podcast. <laughs> Day and maps. What's the like? What is it when you split it side by side? I know latitude, longitude. Latitude is like the ladder that you climb. Longitude is the long. You're right. It's the part of the Earth comprising North and South America and the surrounding waters. Longitudes 20 west and 160 east are often considered its boundaries. Nicely done, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So we're looking at a Sunday matchup, I believe. Sunday, I gotta look. Gotta it scroll. is Sunday, yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, five p.m. Seattle Sounders on the road, traveling to Brandon's second favorite stadium outside of Seattle, it's <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods Park, affably known as <laughs> the Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking of pole jokes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about dicks. Like a pole is like a dick. Right. Like a, right. No. Like no, no. Yeah. 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 I got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Spell yeah. that out for you. All right. right. Um, yeah, so it's not like the Sounders are coming in from, you know, a, a, a well-deserved, I suppose, three points from an ugly match against Houston. Colorado is coming in from a literal brawl against, uh, sporting Kansas city, uh, where the end of that match was, if you haven't watched it yet, look on Twitter for the video or whatever of just criminal foul after criminal oh, foul yeah. back and forth for like 45 straight seconds yeah. and i like a guy might might as well have sharpened his shoe and stabbed a guy with it it was like crazy <laughs> it's like uh will smith and wild wild west which is probably a movie that you haven't seen because you haven't, haven't seen, seen any it. movie yeah uh kicks his boot i know, boot I know down kind of going knife. wow 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 wicked, wow wow wicked. <laughs> yeah yeah okay perfect <laughs> Uh, but like, I mean, the Sounders are going to be playing without Alex Roldan because he got two yellow cards in the match and in like uh, five minutes. Right. And like you, so you, you watch the Sounders match and you're like, oh man, two red cards in the match. That must be crazy. And then you like, let's see what's going on in Kansas. (laughs) It's just like three red cards in the span of like a minute or something like guy grabbed a coach's clipboard and threw it through another guy's neck it was crazy (laughs) which also i could make a great wild wild west reference right now because of what you've just said i you have definitely seen it 
at least in your not. subconscious. No, <laughs> like on it. at the dentist office or something like that. And you just picked up bits and pieces of it. I insist on uh, uh, softcore porn when I'm at the dentist oh, just to make perfect. everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. You ask them specifically like, hey, I, you know, the, the, the morning news is great, but can I see some dry humping? <laughs> Do you guys subscribe to Skinamax? <laughs> A reference for my older friends. Uh, I, so anyway, I think they lost their starting left back. The Colorado lost their starting left back and their starting right back out of that match. So uh, the Sounders only going to be playing without Alex Roldan going into the next match. And yo, dog, we're used to playing at altitude now after playing four months ago in Mexico the last yeah. time we potted. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't believe this. I see a line that you write here that everyone's talking about the playoff line. And, um, like, what are you doing? Yeah. E- I... Everyone knows that all that matters is being good starting in August. Yeah. That's all that matters in MLS. You just have to put together a run from, like, August till the end of the season, which is a little earlier this year, I think, until, like, you know, October 1st. Think, yeah. And if you can do that for eight weeks, then you obviously win MLS Cup. It's Come on. It's... Well, it's like it's a thirty-four it's a thirty-four match season. The Sounders have played ten of those matches. Yeah. So they have twenty-four matches to go, which yeah. is so many games. Yeah. It is so many games. And, then, and, and when they go undefeated and are on a winning streak of sure. four, twenty-four in a row. Yeah. What do that math? It's like seventy-two points. Yeah. They're gonna win the league by like twenty points. It's no yeah. big deal. It's I I just don't understand this early in the season. Uh, like people talking about the Sounders form and people talking like the Sounders, the first MLS Cup that they won in twenty sixteen, they they squeaked into the playoffs in sixth place and won the MLS Cup. Right, like the. The Sounders right now have, if you really wanted to worry about it, like no team in the league has more than two points per game. Uh, even like the Supporter Shield leading, uh, I think Austin FC right now is in the Supporter Shield lead with 10 points more than the Sounders. Like if the Sounders picked up six points in both of these, you know, games in hand, the Sounders would be four points out of first place in the West. They would, uh, they would be at, at least right now in seventh place, which is above the playoff line. Like, but all of that stuff does not matter because we still have literally half the year to play. Yeah. It's, it's too early to be upset. Uh, again, Jeremiah O'Shane had a good take on that. Someone was given a hard time. He was like, okay, well now the Sounders look like they're just below the line. So, and then uh, someone else is like, come on, this is, it's too soon. He's like last week, literally one week ago, you all were freaking out yeah. being dildos about it. So yeah. shut up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta like, it's, a, it's only getting to the weird part of the season where everything shuts down for like three weeks and then you play nine games in four days. And it's like a whole June is the most backwards month of MLS season and it's only then that you start to see how teams are going to hold up again, see if you get healthy to August, and then right. can put together a good run. That's the real trick of this is you pick up some points where you can right here, and then you stay healthy in the summer so that way you can finish strong. And if you can get those things together without murdering the coach, then, like, you got a chance. Is that it? We're done? <laughs> you look like you're pooping? You okay? I'm pooping. Yeah, I'm pooping. Sorry, I was like doing math in my head, and then I I like lost it. Uh, your math face is very poop face looking. That's amazing. <laughs> we can see each other. The people listening obviously yeah, can't. But um, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's Colorado Rapids against Seattle Sounders on at five p.m. on Sunday. I guess it's time to take a look into your Crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, as it swirls around with its effervescence and Brandon's brain poops. Let's. <laughs> 
is this what Aaron is this what Aaron the math man's face looks like when he calculates uh new who coin no no he looks like um he looks like storm from x-men his eyes just oh, yeah. cloud over and then oh, he starts yeah. to levitate it's amazing oh, that is sweet yeah it's really cool it's, it's... he like starts speaking in like god voice where you have like seven different pitches all at the same time i know what it is now brandon i know what it is it's that you've really started rocking a mustache. That's oh. I've been looking at you this whole time, and I'm like, there's something messed up about Brandon. He's looking, <laughs> he's looking so dad-like right now. <laughs> Wait, I, this, most people would just say that there's something different about somebody. No, no, no. There's something so messed up about you. <laughs> Uh, I think that the Sounders, I'm taking a look into my effervescent Crystal Pepsi ball. Uh, mustache hair swirling around. Inside. Yeah, I think which which Sounders player would look the worst with a mustache, and why is it Kellen Rowe? Because <laughs> it's bleached, that's why. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, what do you see? What do you think for uh, Sounders, 5 o'clock Sunday against Colorado on the road at altitude? The Sounders have been, two wins. They've been playing so many matches i feel like mm. uh like i feel like every time i look at my calendar I'm like, oh the sounders are playing again and my wife's like are you serious like are you are they actually playing again let me guess uh, you have to podcast too Gee. Oh, oh, uh. <laughs> i'm like no no because we never podcast about the sounders anymore <laughs> uh, and i said uh i i think that it because they've been playing so many games because they they need to be rotating players in and out i think that the sounders are going to draw this one one to one okay well then. nip nip to nip Nip to nip. Just they're going to touch nips? Yeah. <laughs> it's like in basketball. Instead of checking the ball back and forth, now you just touch nips. <laughs> <laughs> or like because of COVID, you can't high five. You can't, so people just started touching nips. Just yeah, like well, the, it's, it's like the science, tiniest areas of touch. Just Yeah, whoop. it's scientifically proven that nips can't carry. <laughs> I guess just to, I would agree with you that one apiece is the way that it's going to happen. But, oh, look, there's a baby in the background. Hi. Like it's uh, such a dork. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you that it, it's probably gonna be a draw, but to make things interesting, I'm gonna say it's a two-one win for Seattle. Yes. And you know how they're gonna do it? They're gonna nipples. pass the ball to, to Raul Ruiz Diaz. <laughs> You're not supposed to say nipples to your wife when she's walking when she walks in the room like that, Brandon. No, that's what my son says to her hey, every time he sees her. Milk truck, bring those nips here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put a boob in it. <laughs> All right. Well. um, in case this podcast was too long and you didn't listen, it's time for Too Long Didn't Listen. Brandon, Too Long Didn't Listen. <laughs> I will be right back. I am going to sign a nip to nip clause. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Uh, too Long Didn't Listen. You shall call me Lord Waggington of the Fingershire. <laughs> too Long Didn't Listen. Uh, apparently, there's something messed up about me. <laughs> it's your mustache. Kellen Rose mustache. <laughs> <laughs>